Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Live at the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive, benefiting Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. Want to thank our 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 volunteer right now, Tom Gordy of Allstate Insurance. Uh, he's doing the job over there, collecting your toys. You walk up, just drop ready it to off. write a check to us too. Calls for out. Children's. You, you you say I want the dip jar. He's over there before you even get it out of your mouth. Yep. And they're giving the donation. Swipe that debit card right on in, and that is the quickest way to get a donation here inside the Bears Sunroom Studios. BearsSunrooms.com if you want to check them out. Once again, thanks to Annex Wealth Management and Bayview Shade and Blind. For all week, they are our presenting sponsor here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, 6th and Rawson in Oak Creek. If you can't make it, you can please donate online at 1057fmthefan.com. And also, if you're on the west side of town, wait out tomorrow. Don't worry. We'll be okay because Bart Winkler and Chuck Freeman, one more time, will be out there from 4 to 6 tomorrow getting uh, donations from you out at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Waukesha from 4 to 6. So that'll be a lot of fun here on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll talk to Harris Tour, owner of the Milwaukee Admirals, coming up at 4 o'clock. We talked to Gilbert Brown, and now joining us inside the Bears Sunroom Studios, rocking an incredible Milwaukee Bucks jacket. He is the original Buck, number 14. It hangs in the rafters, and it says McLaughlin across the back. He is Johnny Mag, John McLaughlin. John, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, I- Every year, man. I mean, this is history. I got to be out here for this. If you guys don't call me, I'm calling you. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought maybe you forgot about me. Yeah, you know, right. I'm not on the air anymore. But yeah. Gary called me, and I, I look forward to it. And as you guys know, I believe right. in giving mm-hmm. back, and that athletes should do that. I enjoyed your last segment. I listened to it all the way out here. Uh, I would like some gas money I, or a private plane yeah, to get here see, from where see, I live. See. Well, I was talking to Leroy. I get it from Leroy. Well, everybody gets it from Leroy. No. But I I got a chance to listen, and are you kidding me? It's like I'm following Johnny Carson in here with with the big fella and you guys. Right. Great locker room stuff. We were just, Gary and I were just talking about that. The locker rooms. I think as a player, that's that's one of the things I miss. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, in basketball, we're not in the locker room as long as – Baseball players, and and probably you guys too, Gary. We're in there a lot, but yeah. but you know we were in there a lot of games, and um, that was the fun stuff. I miss that. So who was the big character on that on that team you played on? Well, Bobby Dandridge was the guy that attacked everybody, <laughs> and and you know he was so he's a bright guy, yeah, and he got a good mouth on him, and uh, he was one of those guys that was hard to to match. Uh-huh. But I really enjoyed when he would go after Kareem, <laughs> and then Kareem would. Attempt to fire back, but Bobby's one of those you can't win. Man. <laughs> right, he was going right. to take a couple of shots. Oh, right? it, it was it was the best stuff, you know, and and I think that's stuff that most players that have been around a while, right, that you miss. Well, yeah, and and you know, because you you you're just and it's all in good nature, fun, but sometimes you got to give it back. 
Oh man, and, and guys kind of test you out a little bit, like your your will a little bit in the locker mm-hmm. room, your standing hierarchy in the locker room. Whether you're gonna give it back or you're just gonna walk away. And don't be wimpy and don't take be it, wimpy. You know, and take it hard. I mean, you gotta take roll. it personal. Yeah, you can't take it personal. No, you you, you got to go with it, and right. that's one of the things that when I tell people they uh, they don't realize Kareem had a sense of humor. It's just he didn't show it to the world. Sure. Right. But in the locker room, that's where, you know, that's where you, you build your camaraderie. That's where you build your team. And so in the locker room, he was he was just one of us. Right. So he would do I'll tell you what something you did once, so this was in public. In that day, most of us had one car. So our wives would pick us up. Sure. And it was a at Mitchell Field, and you could park out front and walk in and go to the gate. <laughs> Small there. I mean, think of you know, a yeah, different yeah. world, right? Yeah. Innocent world, good world. Yeah. And so, remember, I don't know if you guys, in, in a lot of the airports, they have these huge lockers that you can put bags in and yes. you take the key. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, locker was about seven feet tall. So, my son at that time was like three. And so, my wife and my son come. My daughter hadn't been born yet. And Kareem meets him, and he was great with kids. He picked him up, put him on top of that locker, and oh walked away. Oh, my goodness. My wife's freaking. Sure she is. Oh, no. But he's the only guy in the county that can get him down without a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> he walked away, and then he came back. Yeah. Every time I see him, he brings that up. Your son. <laughs> Kareem, Kareem brings it up. Kareem brings it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So he did have a healthy sense Good. of humor. So, so, so Johnny Mack, when, when you do look at those teams, and, and there is, there's got to be something special about the locker room to be able to do something special on the floor, right? Yeah. And, and you kind of bring it to where the team is now that you know you covered the team for as long as long as you did after your playing days there there's a different feel when you cover the team and you see them on a day in and day out basis where having fun on the floor can be a little bit of a catch 22 you're always going to have fun playing a game uh-huh. but to play at 82 plus mm-hmm. and still have fun that's got to be something special well you know it's interesting this bucks team now they're very close they, they like each other they get along great they have a great camaraderie the championship team and I'm telling you, we had a great time in the locker room. However, it was an interesting team because we were all so different, uh, different eras. Kareem and Lucius Allen coming from L.A. And, yeah, man, you know, I had all of the stuff. Oscar. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Toward the end of his career, grew up in Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Milwaukee Bucks. Old school dude. Yeah. Um, you had Bobby Dandridge kind of just – he had never played for or with a white guy until he came to the NBA. Wow. And, and, That's and, something and he, different. And he mm-hmm. talks about that. He, he meets it up front. He says, man, I, I apologize because I had a lot of adjustments. He was very defensive and things. In the locker room, that went away. Yeah. But and then, and then me, you know, the, the, the white guy from a little town, Indiana. Yeah. And kind of probably looked at a square. You were from Freaks Lake, were you? No, but I've been there. I've been there. Had my hubcap stolen there. I, I told Larry Bird that story in Boston his first year. I went in to ask him to come out and do an interview with me. He said, okay. I, you know, he knew who I was. Right. And I said, hey, had my honeymoon because I was in finishing college, had no money. French Lick's about a half an hour from Indiana University. Yes. My wife and I go there for three days, left after one. My hubcaps were stolen. After one. I told Larry, he falls down. I'm in the Boston locker room. The dude falls over laughing. Right, right. He said, me and my buddies used to steal hubcaps over there all the time. I said, give me my hubcaps back, man. 
<laughs> Larry Bird. Yeah. But it, anyway, locker room. Right. We weren't really a close team off the court, but when you walked on the court, man, it was check. Mm-hmm. We were we, we were professional, and we played as a team very well. And and it's it's amazing to watch teams play as as a unit like that. And even when I mean, look at that Golden State team the last couple of years. It, it was well documented yep. that some of them did not totally get along in the locker room. But when you step on the floor, there's a difference between business and pleasure, and that is business when you well, get out there. Well, that's the way it should be. Whether it's football, baseball, basketball, it's the way it should be. And this team's really close. This Bucks team now, but um, I'm already starting to hear. I asked Ted Davis two games ago. I said, "When are you going to start talking about?" They're zeroing in on the 20-win season. Mm-hmm. And that year, I think that we won 20. That year and the next, we, we had two different stretches where we won 13 to 15 games that year with the championship team. And now I'm starting to hear you guys and others yep. at least mention that. They got a big hurdle Friday night. No doubt yeah. about it. No doubt about and it. And I know you were talking about the game tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure game. Right. Yep, Detroit. No you learned in this business, out, man. That's for sure. In this business, yeah. uh, when I played for the San Diego Rockets expansion team, we won 15 games. The 76ers had Chamberlain, Billy Cunningham, Hal Greer, Chet Walker, all those guys. They won the NBA championship that year. We beat them in San Diego. Yeah. Point is, uh-uh, mm-hmm. tonight they can lose. So be ready. So did you play the red, white, and blue ball? Never did. Um, that was an ABA ball. Okay. But the year we won the championship, the next season we played 15 preseason games. Today they play four and don't right. like those. And of the 15, we played five or six ABA teams. Okay. So what we would do is uh, we would play first half NBA, second half ABA rules. What? So, so we used that <laughs> ball, and uh, you'd think I would have loved it, but we were so geared to our system of you go to Kareem. That I, I took very few three-point shots because I had one half to do it, and that wasn't our system. You know, I hated that ball. They weren't good balls. Um, they weren't well made. And each city you would go to, uh, in some cities they were heavier than others. Some cities they were real smooth. In other cities they and were a little bit Tom bumpy. Brady stuff going on here. Played in one in one game where the whole cover came off the ball. They were cheap balls. Didn't like them. I found them distracting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about and, it. And yeah. as a sharpshooter like yourself, there you don't want any difference in there. You, were no. you a back-of-the-rim kind of guy? No. Middle-of-the-cylinder kind of guy? Front-of-the-rim? I was a hit-the-net-every-time guy. <laughs> That's what I'm this talking guy. about right Look there. at this guy. You learned that in this Indiana. Guy. This guy said, I'm a bottom-of-the-net I'm a Johnny <laughs> I mean, who called me? Ted Davis, when, <laughs> when, when, when Giannis shot those air balls, he, who called me? Steve the Homer True, and he yeah. says on the air, did you ever shoot an air ball free throw? I'm, I'm digging this one, Gary. <laughs> right. What? What? You talking, talking to me? Who's he yeah. talking to? Who's he talking to? <laughs> I never thought I shot an air ball in yeah. the game, but the year we won it, Eddie did a – Eddie Doucette. Yeah. Greatest announcer. Mm-hmm. Ted's right in that bracket. He did a, a, um, a record and had a lot of games on it, and he called an air ball on me in that game, and I to this day call him a liar. <laughs> I told him, too. I tell him. damn right. An air ball? Yeah, come on, man. I almost can't say it. Hey, what? Do we got to go to break yet or no? We got a couple of more minutes. I want to – what do you think about Giannis? This this year's Giannis, because he's evolved a little bit. Yep, no no kidding. I love him as a player. 
as a person. Man, I mean. Have he, you ever seen anything like this from the time no, he was here to where he's no. at now? A guy with the game going that no. way? No. And I, I was doing games when he came here, as you know. And on the air, I would say. What was it like in the beginning? Well, I would say it's like watching a Chia Pet when these people pour water on a Chia Pet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just crazy. And it just grew in front of you. <laughs> that was Giannis. He was just going, every game, you were going, dang. And then you saw what he did to his body. Here's what I love about him, though. Uh, I came up in an era where you worked hard. Yeah. That dude outworked me. He works hard. He cares about what he's doing. Uh, he's bringing it. I like guys that bring it. Mm-hmm. And there's too many guys that don't and have it over the years. My era, too. And um, But his combination of length, now power, ability to – Move the ball, handle the ball. I've never seen that combination in anybody. I can pick parts of people. Wilt was powerful. Uh, Shaq was powerful. Uh, but Wilt couldn't run like this, although he could beat most of the guys on his team down the court. court. He couldn't handle the ball. Right. Magic, 6'10", could handle it, but he didn't have this athleticism. Connie Hawkins had some of that length mm-hmm. in his arms and hanging on to the ball, but he wasn't as big as this guy. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think any of them had this work ethic. I think he's a delight, and we're really lucky to have him here. It, it, it's incredible to watch. Like you said, you just marvel at the way that he's transformed his body. What is it, like almost 60 pounds the dude has put and on? it's muscle. Yeah. yeah. If you see him, like, with his shirt off, it's it's Looks like he's chiseled it's up. It's sick. Yeah, well, it's I, not fair. I, guess I hate skinny I, people. What I'm most impressed about this year is that, that jumper. Well, and, and it's still a work in progress. But, but it's all along, he works last year. Gary, he works every day hard on it, and and it's getting better. I want him to get a two, a good two, because against Toronto, if he pulled up at eighteen feet, he had eighteen footer Can all we night. Talk about Toronto when we come back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that about because because yeah. yeah. because a lot of people are still still hung up on it. Very well. So and and the Milwaukee Bucks tried to go at as John McLaughlin pointed to the franchise record of twenty consecutive. They go for thirteen tonight against the Detroit Pistons, and you should be enjoying some both in Christmas lager while you're doing that, guys. Now in stores for a limited time, you're going to have to act fast because the extremely limited supply of Beaufort and Christmas lager that came over from the country of Luxembourg, there's already over half of it is gone. So it's made with the freshest spring water, the finest barley, and the choicest hops. You guys know how it's made. It's made like the rest of the Beauforting lineup, crisp, drinkable, and made with the kind of unmatched quality that only a family-owned brewery can provide. It is the place to go, and it is the beer that you're going to need for all your holiday gatherings because you're not going to need a long winter's nap afterwards. You're going to be able to hang out, listen to old Aunt Karen's ridiculous stories that she's telling you of when your dad used to come in here and try to find all the presents and unwrap them. Oh, it was just great. Don't worry about it, guys. You can find the Bovin Christmas Lager at Consumer Beverage, Discount Liquor, Sendix Fine Foods, and Total Wine and more this week in Brookfield, 3-6 to six on Friday. It's a free beer Friday, so you can go and test out the Beaufort and Christmas Lager along with the rest of the Beauforting lineup that I tell you guys all about here. That's this Friday, 3-6, to six, Total Wine & More in Brookfield. It's a free beer Friday. And once again, only an extremely limited supply of this beer available. So act fast this holiday season, drinking the boff with us with the Beaufort and Christmas Lager. John McLaughlin, the original buck, with us here Live out at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, 6th and Ross in Oak Creek for the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive. We got more with the original bl- original buck after this on The Fan. You're listening to the Wendy's Big Show, broadcasting live from the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest Community Services, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Bayview Shade and Blind at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on The Fan. 
It's the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. Thank to our sponsors, Direct Drive Logistics and Direct Drive Express, Krepke Trucking, Lincoln Contractor Supply, along with Carstar Milwaukee and Eagle Disposal. We're here with John McLaughlin, the original buck. Johnny Mac, you see his 14 at Fiserv Forum hanging up in the rafters, and he is kind enough, to, kind enough to grace us with his presence out here at the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive. Talking a little bit about, uh, as we wanted to, Toronto, yeah. the Toronto Raptors yeah. series last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. No, it felt like that Toronto had a plan. I don't know if we always saw it, but it's nothing new. But it felt like they had a plan, and they just kind of walled him off from getting to the paint. Maybe like three guys they were sitting at him. They did and, a great job. And there was really nothing that – it felt like Giannis had no answer for what was going on. Well, uh, I, I think that's true to a great extent. Um, there's howevers to this. One – uh, howevers. One, their star is one of the best defensive players in the game. Yeah. And, and he anchored that, that wall off. Yep. And, and I think that really uh, exposed the need for Giannis to have a 17-footer. Doesn't have to be a three-pointer, even though he's working on that in these last few games. He's been, he's been nailing it, and I watch him a lot. You know, fundamentally, it, it, it it's sound. It's a couple of little glitches, but it's very difficult to change a habit. Very difficult to change a habit, and um, but he practiced the threes and 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 the free throws. He struggled with the free throws this year, and then he's had good runs with these free throws this year. What he's got to be careful of is don't let that get into his brain. Uh, I've seen some great shooters over the years. Otis Birdsong, this goes way back, couldn't shoot free throws. It got here. So Giannis is working really hard at keeping it out of there. Fundamentally, you can work with it. The point is this. You can't teach great touch. So let's say let's say great touch is a 10, okay? And you're a 2. Can you get to a 10 in terms of touch? Never. Mm-hmm. That's God's. But can you go from a two to a four or five? I yeah, think so. Right. And I think Giannis works so hard that his touch is improved greatly, and the fundamentals are there, and and it's and, and the brain part. I still would like to see him take more twos, those eighteen footers, because he's still going to see the wall off on teams that pull it off. But think about this, Gary. A lot of teams tried to do the wall off. They couldn't do it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Toronto well, well, Toronto had a, the, the perfect mix of players to make it happen. Exactly right. right. Well, and that's why Friday is going to be so interesting because you have not only Kawhi Leonard doing being able to do the wall off, but Paul George no slouch on the defensive side no. on his part, too. He's a top five defender in the league, too. Well, they're one of the top five teams in the Man. league. And to be top five, you've got to play both ends. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be a real test and a real good game. Does it prove anything? No. Um, but – Last year and this year is the first time I, I probably said it on the air out here when we were out here before. I have not spoken the words we could win a championship since '74. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it in the '80s. As good as those teams were, Philly and Boston happened to be a little better. Mm-hmm. This team, I still, you know, it could win it. And, but there are other teams that are there too. So all the little things, whether they're little or big, Gary, like right. the wall off, right. and you. Get, but now remember, when there's three here, that means. There's two guys guarding the remaining four. He's got to have help now. Yeah. Guys, and we got more help this year. Right. It's a deeper team. Uh-huh. You want me to talk now? Yeah, please. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. All right, good. Uh, so, for, for me, looking at this Bucks team right now and knowing what the Lakers have, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and Davis seemingly has hurt every night but playing through and getting all this love, in the East, there doesn't appear to be that guy anymore. Like, we were just talking about Kawhi Leonard, 
you know, was that guy kind of to Giannis. Before that, it was LeBron James. Everybody had to go through. Does it appear that the Bucks have the guy that you have to go through in order to get to the NBA Finals now? Doesn't feel like it to me. Now, am I on top of it like I was when I covered it? I'm not. But I'm very aware. Um, and, and, Sparky, you know this. I mean, any team can knock us out. Typically in seven, the better team will win. I thought the best player typically wins in seven. The bigger all-star usually wins in seven, unless you're facing a, a super team with like three guys or something. Exactly. And now there's usually more than one. Right. That's, that's kind of in that category. Yep. Um, but in saying all that, if you had to pick today, you'd say the Bucks have to be the team for sure favorite to come out of the East. If everybody stays healthy and everything stays the same, no question about it. Because besides Giannis, who I do think if he maintains, he's MVP again. Uh, because he's doing more than putting points on. He does more. He does everything, both ends. Yep. You know, he plays, plays it all. So um, with the fact that they did improve in terms of depth and shooting, I would think that uh, we're, we're looking at, at a finals. I hope so. It's incredible to, to just think about what that would do and, and be here in the city of Milwaukee. The playoffs in, in this town last year was electric, seeing how that has all changed. I mean, you, you saw it for a long time, Johnny Mac. There was a lot of just dead space there once you went past 4th Street, and that whole area has been revitalized, pretty much built by 34 in this team. Well, you realize it was a perfect storm, right, with the new owners, the new building, and, and Peter Fagan did a phenomenal job of getting that building. And if you go in that building, and I think you guys have been, but I don't know if you've taken time to walk around it. They've done things that are very fan-friendly and very inviting. So you add that at the same time with the Bucks and Giannis. I mean, you, you can't control stuff like that when things like that happen, you know. Back in the day, I guess the Lombardi era, you could control more of those things. You can't today. And it, it, it's been the beneficiary has been the state of Wisconsin, the city of Milwaukee, no question. Johnny, what do you see when you see Chris Middleton? Well, first of all, I like him because he's a good person, and he wants to do good things, and he and he works hard, and he's liked by his teammates. So I'm always influenced by that um, because there's been a lot of players that are really good, but they, they don't impact their teammates positively. They might get numbers, but they don't impact, and he does. Um I think he's really important to the team because we need his offense. We need his shooting. Mm -hmm. he, I don't know. Is he the best shooter on the team? Probably. I'm not talking about Corver just in his prime just and the one thing he does. Sure. Uh, best mid-range shooter on the team probably. If we're going to win it, Chris Middleton has to be big time throughout. And, no and question. That was the toughest part. I mean, we took how many different phone calls, guys, about Chris Middleton during the negotiations last year during the free agency whatever the money was but for for this team to be at their best they need 22 they do and and that's where he looked out in terms of um money getting the money man yeah. that's where he looked out mm -hmm. because um in today's game most guys probably get more money than you would think they were are, are worth in terms of just production but that's that's the game today you know the other the other guy in all of this i think and i've been on it when Middleton went down, we were talking about who needs to step up and play better. And I said, the only guy that I think can step up and, and play at a higher level is Eric Bledsoe. And he did from time to time throughout that run. And my concern was when Milton came back, 
we were going to see Eric Bledsoe kind of fade into the background and kind of let them do what they want to do. Yep. If they're going to go beat the Lakers in the finals or if they're going to go beat Philly in the Eastern Conference finals, Eric Bledsoe's got to be consistent and aggressive game in and game out and can't can't just fade to fade into the background and let those guys, oh, they got it, I'm good, and kind of you know not be a part of that offense. He has to be the driver of that offense, I think. 100%. Yep. It's an important position. When he's good, he's really good. I'm impressed by his strength and his power, and he, and he has an ability, if you've noticed this, when he penetrates on a guy, once he turns past that player, it's a beeline straight sure to the is. basket. And he gets a guy on his shoulder, they can't stop him. I'm very impressed with him. He does work hard. He wants to do well, but he can't fade in, in big series mm-hmm. or big games. Yep. It's too big of a position. But if you're going to win it all, none of them can. Not, I mean, yeah, but I think right. it, I think it changed and put more of a spotlight on him to a certain degree because there's no Malcolm Brogdon anymore. You know, before you still had Brogdon that could get to the rim occasionally and, and be that other guy. And with all due respect to George Hill, who's a nice player, you don't have that guy anymore. So I, I think more of that responsibility falls now to Eric Bledsoe than it even did before. I think I think to some degree you're right in terms of this type of play. And Brogdon really – Brogdon was a, a delight. Very heady player. But did you want to pay him, what, $22, nope. $25 million? Nope. Uh-uh, and the Bucks made that decision. So they go out and they do it by committee, right, with Junior, with, with Hill. I like Hill a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a pro, man. I mean, he, so I, I, I think, yeah, you'd love to have Brogdon and all of these guys, but you can't. You don't. And I agree with you in that regard. But I think they can do it by committee. But let's face it, and – Football, in any sport, if you're going to rise up and do it all, all of those guys have to do what we're talking about. No doubt. You can't have anybody fade because you get to the finals, man, they're not going to fade. And I'll tell you what, I said this on the air, and I was really wrong. At the end of our series with Toronto, I said, they're done. They're toast. I saw their star hurt and and kind of dragging. Mm -hmm. I thought they were whipped. Yeah. They were tired. And – what they did impressed the out of me. I I didn't think they could do it. Very impressed. So the point is, they all stepped up on that team, didn't sure they? Sure did. They did. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and you know, it's that way in football. Yeah, well, come on. Killed him. Yeah, that's the kid. Killed him. I mean, you didn't see that didn't coming. Yeah, yeah. Killed him. Well, but see, him. that's the point. That's the kid. You, didn't you can see have somebody come out of the woodwork yeah. and go. Now, wow. For me, that was him. And you got to be ready for that. And and they're going to need contributions from young dudes like Dante DiVincenzo coming in and, and stepping up and being the 17th overall pick like they thought. DJ Wilson doing the same thing in the little bit of time they get. It is that you got to be a sum of your parts. And, I mean, you guys can speak to that more than I can of, of trying to win a championship with the whole group and also a system with Mike Budenholzer, who I think is right now one of the top coaches in this league. Well, I, I'll speak as a player. Gary, maybe you do this with coaches. Uh, I'll t- here's how I'll compliment him. Coach Bud, I'd love to have played for. It's the kind of guy you want to play for. Mm-hmm. That's that's a guy that a player wants to play for. If you're a shooter. You're a, <laughs> yeah. If you're a center that plays your back to the basket, you don't want to play for that team. Yeah, but bad. who does that, Sparky? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> right. Back in the day for you, you would have loved that. Oh, my gosh. Shoot at half court, John. Whatever. Well, I really wasn't talking about that, but yes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's see. What would I um, – Thirty million today? Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say we're we're gonna ask you what your numbers would be in today's Whoa. game. I mean, man, this would be. My wife goes, "Can you 
crawl out there and play one year? No. <laughs> no. Not, not with the paramedics right there. I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's John McLaughlin, the original buck, with us here uh, out at the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive. We still have to have him talk about the Mac fun as we see that, that right underneath the number one jersey. Uh, jacket that he's got on Milwaukee Bucks jacket over the top but the Mac fun is why we are here as well uh Children's Hospital and Robin's Nest before we hear from some of the great kind generosity that we've heard here in the last couple of minutes Gary Ellerson with Marcus Hotels yeah guys I want to talk about Milwaukee and the, and the kind of history that they have the Fister Hotel Mason Street Grill uh guys you know places like that I love places like that to have a lot of style the Fister has been serving up style and five-star experience for more than a hundred and 25 years. Just walk into the lobby and your jaw will drop. Want to see great Milwaukee City views? Check out Blue, the hotel's cocktail lounge on the 23rd floor, or maybe relaxing in a spa. Uh, guys, it's more of your style. They have an award-winning well spa and salon, too. Experience the Midwest, Condé Nast, Traveler's Readers, Top Choice, and experience the wonder of the Fister at thefisterhotel.com. But wait, folks, I got more. Right next door to the Fister, the award-winning Mason Street Grill. A fantastic local joint with wood fire dishes, delicious steaks, handcrafted cocktails, and live music. Literally some of the best steaks you will ever have in your life. Whether... Uh, you want to enjoy the vibrant bar, uh, bustling dining room, or elegant private spaces. Experience the best of the area, fresh cu cuisine, expert service, unmatched atmosphere. Reserve your table today at MasonStreetGrill.com. Two fabulous places right here in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. The Fister Hotel Restaurant and Bar and next door, the Mason Street Grill. Make your own history tonight and check them out. Lots of stuff going on out here at the Toy Drop. Lots of donations. I'll talk about some of them. Bob and Sue from Greenfield dropped off some uh, money, as did Rick in Muskego. Uh, also had uh, Tom from Oak Creek dropped off some money. Kevin in Racine. Cynthia dropped off a check. Andrew from Franklin. And one of our newer sponsors out here for the Toy Drive, Brothers Consolidated Heating and Air Conditioning, new Toy Drive sponsor this year. Nice. Uh, they just wrote a check for $500 uh, for Children's Wisconsin, and they dropped off a bunch of toys as well. So thanks. Uh, to those guys, Bill, the owner, and uh, all of them over there for making a great donation to Children's Wisconsin. Still time for you. I said earlier, you can come down here, drop it off. We have credit card dippers out here for Children's Wisconsin. You can dip your credit card if you just want to do that quick and head on your way. Buy toys here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet from their toy land. Or better yet, go online if you can't get down here between now and the end of the day on Friday uh, and donate there at uh, 1057fmthefan.com. Last time we talked in the 2 o'clock hour, we wanted to beat Bill Michaels, who raised $700 online uh, during his show from 10 until 2. And uh, we, saw some, we saw some movement. Uh, there we go. About $150 uh, in the last good hour. Work, so it's a good start. Now. So come on, keep on donating. We've got about $550 left to get to to at least match <laughs> Bill Michaels at this point. So, and again, $5, $10, whatever you can do. 1057fmthefan.com. Make a donation for the kids and for Children's Wisconsin. Yeah, please. and that makes you feel even better than DoorDash. So I know you're going to do your online shopping, Millennials. Go and do it and do it for Children's Hospital and Robbins S Community Services. 13th Annual WSSP Toy Drive. Thanks to Annex Wealth Management and Bayview Shade and Blind for their sponsorship of us out here at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, 6th and Rawson in Oak Creek with the original buck, John McLaughlin, here on the Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, The Fan. You're listening to the Wendy's Big Show, broadcasting live from the 13th Annual WSSP Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest Community Services, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Bayview Shade and Blind at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek on The Fan. 
13th annual WSSP Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robbins Nest Community Services presented by Annex Wealth Management and Bayview Shade and Blind all week long live out here. Blaine's Farm and Fleet 6th and Rawson in Oak Creek. You're listening to us on 1250 AM, 105.7 FM, the fan, and also the free radio.com app. That is why I love the radio.com app. It's free, and it's the invention that we've all dreamed of, and we didn't even know it. You can pause and rewind live radio. What's better than that? Well, actually, I can tell you this. John McLaughlin, the original buck, joining <laughs> us inside the Bear Sunroom Studios. That's what's better than that. Man, you can rewind it. That's cool. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Did you think they would have been doing that back in the 70s when you were playing basketball? No, and, you know, when I first started doing games with Eddie Doucette, uh, even on TV and, and on radio, we worked with a headset, um, a stethoscope heads, headset, and a, and a handheld mic. And the key to that is you can't turn your head away. Right. The mic's got to go with you. Yep. But that's how I learned because that's how Eddie did it. And in those days when they brought the cans in, which we all have on here in the studio, yep. they were mammoth. Huge. Huge. Yep. And the microphone was huge. And it wasn't comfortable and it was difficult to work. It was like something you would wear to wave a plane in. It's true. When if you, I swear to God, that's what they look like. If right. you see what they wear out there, and they were real, like hard plastic or whatever, they were horrible. They were. They horrible. were. And that's how we worked yeah. once they came in. But changes are – many changes are good. Some aren't. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, how about this? Let me, let me ask you this. We talked a lot about the current Bucks team now. Talked a lot about your playing days. What was your favorite broadcasting moment? I know mine. When I threw the headset? Absolutely. <laughs> You know what, Sparky, people still come up to me. It was the best thing ever. You explained it. I played it on the air. I had heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, I had heard you were mad at me because I kept playing it on the air that night on the post-game show. No, no. It was Boston. Wasn't it Boston they were playing? I don't know. I think it was the Celtics. I think they were in Boston. And I I forgot even what happened, but they weren't very good then. Uh, And Johnny Mack, God bless him, I I was going to be the head coach for a number of years on our station, and he didn't want to do it. No. <laughs> because what was happening was he'd be on the air, and I'm sure it probably irritated some of the coaches, but he'd be on the air and he'd be like, okay, this is what you need to do. Please, Always. Do, please do this to defend this guy. And it wouldn't happen, and it wouldn't happen. And he was getting madder and madder. And now, and finally, he just lost it. And he, all of a sudden, you hear this crunch, and he just took off his headset and slammed it on the thing. <laughs> well, and it went poor, out on the court yeah, in pieces. In pieces. And poor Chip Paschke's out of the air saying, uh, yeah, Johnny Mack just threw his headset, and I'm pretty sure he broke it. So, And I'm just like, that is amazing. So when they came back, he said, let's show them what you did, not yep. all the way. So we showed them, and it, it had gone out on the court. They had to stop the game. Yeah. What was it? it was about a three-point shot yeah. to, to tie the game up, yep. and I was going nuts. I mean, they weren't. So I threw it. And – so the next game at home, the producer and the director, they were all out there gathering before the game when I showed up. And I'm at my spot, and I'm doing my stuff and laying down my, my info that I've worked on and everything. So here they come up, and they've got a bill. You know, those headsets were about $600. They're not cheap. And, and they give me a bill, but I caught it. The camera was right behind him, right. And I, so they didn't get me on it, but they gave me a bill. I've probably had more people comment, probably in your age group, yeah. Sparky, 43. about that. That yeah. and everybody loved it because they appreciated the passion. Yes. Like because that mm-hmm. is seeing everybody is different, right? And I've talked about this before on the air. Um, for me, I want my local announcers to be as emotionally invested in the game as I am. If you're going to call the game like it's a nationally televised game or a national game on the radio, 
I'm not interested. If if I run to my TV because I hear you get excited and it's a score for the other team, I'm going to get mad. Right. Right. Or if I run to my radio and I hear the same thing, and that's what I always liked. And you know, people always used to get give Ron Santo a hard time when he did Cubs games with Pat Hughes because he was just, I mean, you knew. I mean, you knew if something went wrong for the Cubs, he's screaming and yelling and carrying on. I loved it. I, I'm, not, I'm not a Cubs fan, but that's what I loved, and that's why I loved you so much. I think you're the best that's done it to this point. Now, Marcus Johnson, he's getting there. I mean, you could see, you could hear how he is starting now to become more and more and more invested time after game after game, year after year. Uh, into this whole thing, and you can kind of hear him when he gets frustrated a little bit now or whatever the case may be, maybe get a little critical or whatever. That's what I like. I like it when I know my guy's invested and has passion for the team like I do. You know, Spark, that's the one thing that most people have said to me over the years about my my announcing, and, you know, what you're saying is important, but the passion, and but yet the passion with objectivity. In other words, if the buck stunk, I can't – Johnny Most, Boston, the great famous Boston play-by-play guy, he would tell you the Celtics were playing great even when they stopped. No matter what. I wouldn't do that because you you lose your credibility, you lose honesty. But your passion can be there both ways. Your passion can be there because we're stinking, and it can be there because we're good, you know. And and I agree with that. I've done a lot of national games. In national, you can't do that. You're absolutely correct. You've got to be down the middle. But for home games or for for your – your team, whether it's home or on the road, your fans want passion. They want to know you care because the ones that are watching all the time, they're engaged. They care. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're the ones that came on bobblehead night. It, it, they were. Right. But, and I, I'll tell you something else, too. From, from my standpoint, doing that postgame show for all those years, right? Yeah. It, it, it is a lot easier when I, I've got somebody that's engaged and hooting and hollering and going crazy after a big play. That sounds good on the radio when I go play that back. It sounds great. When I don't have anybody doing as much of anything and it's a high, it's a dunk and I don't have people yelling and screaming, oh, uh, dunk by Giannis, and we go back to what we were talking about, that's horrible because, I, I mean, he knows now. Billy's doing the postgame mm-hmm. show now. But, I mean, that, for me, it was great because I knew – I'm going to get something from Johnny Mac one way or the other. There, there was going to be something. It could be something funny, whatever, but I was going to get something delivered on the backside of it. For me, that was beautiful. Again, that's from a radio side doing a postgame show and playing highlights back. But that that's that's what you want as a fan. You don't I want wa- anything different. Well, and I wonder, I, uh, Knicks were just in, as you guys know. Yep. Fra- Frazier and I, I happened to be at that game. They wanted me to do some stuff with sponsors. So I always go over Walt and I, Clyde, yep. who people know. Great suits. And a great player. Um, Thank God he got her at Oscar instead of me. Uh, But but I had Earl Monroe or or Dick Barnett. Right. But he and I always gather in the press room and get over in a corner and talk, you know. And and have you ever heard him do a game? I mean, you know, it's – Very good. It's good and it's different. Yep. He's got this vocabulary. He'll, He'll bring these words out that he studies that you have no idea what the word is, you know, but he likes to use those. But we talk about the passion. And even though he was Clyde, so he was under control and cool as a player, he kind of is as an announcer, but still the passion, you know. And I don't know how many other color analysts today that are ex-players versus coaches. I think a player is going to be more animated mm-hmm. than a lot of coaches because of a lot of reasons. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys listen. I don't know who in basketball are the guys that are the good 
color analyst anymore uh, because so many things have changed. Well, Bill Walton's nuts, but outside of him. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I mean, another guy that in town that has been out on this board, George Thompson, I thought was really, really good when he did Marquette games. Yeah, he George. showed a lot of emotion. Yeah. He was really, really George. emotional guy. Yeah. You know, I played one year with him in Milwaukee. We overlapped a little bit. We were fighting for the same job, so we were a little competitive. Because <laughs> he could shoot it, too. He could have. And, yeah. and, you know, he, he was a great player. Yeah. And, and he's a guy I really learned to really care about. Right. You know what I mean? What do you think about bringing Wes Matthews back home? I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want him to be a player first. Right. Well, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. he is. No, right. he's a player. Right. I like that stuff. Yeah. See, I, I just wish – what's my kid name that uh, went to Wisconsin that was uh, – went to, from Sheboygan? Oh, they Sam, signed, uh, Sam Decker. Sam Decker. They, Sam signed, Decker. they signed him for like a hot minute and traded one. Yeah. I was hoping that he could stay here with the Bucks. You know, I was at something. I met his uh, father before good he people. was drafted. Mm-hmm. And another good kid. Yeah. I I think NBA-wise, I think he's marginal. Yeah. I yeah, do. That's sure. a tough spot. Yeah, I do. I do. Sure. But um, I think he's overseas now. Maybe. But he yeah. is. And he who, is. who did we draft? The bigger guy from that team that was the, the MVP of that team. Oh, John Luer. No, not John Luer. Um, wow, I can't even. Get well, we Frank had Kaminsky. Kaminsky. Dude can play, and he can yeah. play in the NBA. Yep. Luer. Remember that one? Yeah. He was yeah. traded. Yeah. Him and um, who? Uh, the six five four six six forward. Uh, yeah, good I can't player. Think of who you're talking? Yeah, I know who you're talking. Those two guys were such quality young men that John Hammond, who is our GM, he said to me, "That's the hardest trade I've ever made in my life because of what these guys in the heart. had here." Yeah. And and one's a good NBA player and one's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the toughest part about it. it yeah. When you separate that yeah. in the business, I mean, you guys can you talk do. about that in the business. Right. It's, it's a harsh business. It really is. Well, you know, I, I, I had the privilege to get to own some businesses and, and run them that, that me and my partners owned. And I found that even there, you know, the people that were good people that I liked, I wasn't objective about in terms of running the business because I, I liked them and, and I felt that they had good hearts. And sometimes that's not enough. Right. For, no, it's as not. a player yeah. or in business. Yeah, well, or in you, well, it's the bottom line in the day. It really is yeah. in any business, quite frankly. Bottom line. Well, and let's talk about having a good heart. You got the MAC fund right there on the chest out here for the Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest Toy Drive, 13th Annual, that we've done here. Uh, you can speak to what you've done already for that place and, and what that means. But it, it it's an incredible cause of why we're out here. Well, I, I, I'll talk about the MAC fund, but we want people to come out here and give to this cause and bring – gifts and bring whatever they will bring and what you guys do this stuff's important you guys you know that this stuff's important and it's what sets our area of the country apart to me my last year i had eye injuries i didn't get to play much i was despondent when i would get up to go into the game or walk out after the game the people that's what i remember the things they were saying to me hey johnny mack and pat me and right man that's a lifetime for me. Yeah. So in the MAC fund, I have people come up to me almost weekly, wherever I am, as I go out and about. And, you know, hey, Johnny Mac, Bucks, often it's MAC fund. And I've had cancer families, I've had cancer moms of kids come up to me and grab me and cry, tears, tears running down their face. Yep. And hugging me and saying, right. thank you. Right. My son lives because of you. Oh. And now that, that isn't really yeah, true. What do you do with that? Right. You know what you do with it? It it, it breaks you down. It's humbling. And it, 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 I don't know about you, man, but the failures motivated me more than the successes. 
that motivates me more to go to try no to doubt. do more to save kids' lives. Yeah. And I'll just say this about the Mac Fund. We've given sixty we've given sixty five million now. We've pledged even more to programs that will save more kids' lives, so we gotta go raise it. But the people in mostly southeastern Wisconsin have helped people all over the world, even people in foreign countries like California and Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> They're help because it's research, so right. it goes yes. everywhere. Right. Yes. These people here in this area have helped us raise that money that we can give $65 million. That says a lot. You guys, some of us are from other places. Some are from here. It's a great place for humanity. I don't like the weather and the taxes so much. No. But I'm with you for on humanity, I'm with for you humanity, on I'm with it. I'm man. with you on that. I, you know. You know, we, we're going to talk about baseball soon, but I can't wait for spring training. Oh, get, get out, get out of here. Oh, get into God. Phoenix area. Get into that yeah. sunshine. Sit out there, right? Ooh, God, Ooh. Man, it's just like, you, just like a piece of heaven there. Yeah. Uh, now, you get to get out there and escape maybe a little, I do bit, now, of this, little it, bit of this cold. Yeah, yeah, I just wish I could have done it 20 years ago. But no, <laughs> yeah. hey, Come on, man. Again, if I Stop. played today, man, I'd take my Stop. own plane. Stop. Yeah, you'd have everything. Go to my own island. Stop. I'd invite you guys. Say, you want to come to my island? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I thought you awesome. traveled like that anyway, Johnny. The Mac, Mac Express. Express. Oh, no. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Don't even try. We've talked about that. <laughs> you ain't know. I, I, I don't know what kind of peanuts you made. No, I, I, I made peanuts, no, too. <laughs> you did good after your career, too. Yeah. Yeah. Had, but, you know, we all had to have jobs. Right. And we had jobs in the summer. We had jobs right. after. Uh, I know we're running out of time, so I'll no. quit here. But no. I've had players over the years, younger ones, say, hey, Johnny Mac, uh, did you really – Wear your shorts that short? Did, did you really have to carry a bag? Did you? I say, now, wait a minute. Do you really want to hear this? And they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So then I start telling them the things we had, you know. Right. Uh, fly commercial in the back and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Stay in a Holiday Inn. Yeah. Their eyes glaze over, yeah, and then I know, it. just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear. Yeah. Just calm down. That is amazing yeah. stuff. Swatting at Leroy Butler over here. He, what, what do you we want? got the time crunch. Hall of Famer. What? He oh, didn't. No, no. We're gonna he didn't now. Food. We'll give him some food. Y'all leave some food yeah. over there for him? <laughs> ate all the food. Well, you got ate everything Gilbert in our Brown stage. And over there. That's incredible. Yeah. John, really appreciate it, man. This has guys. been incredible. Thank you very much. That's the original buck, John McLaughlin, in with us in the Bear Sunroom Studios out here for the 13th annual WSSP Toy Drive, benefiting Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. And speaking of the original buck, he knows a little about the original Mecca, and had some great times there. But the new Mecca, you can find Steve Sparky Pfeiffer out at uh, during Packer games. That's right. Coming up uh, this week in Green Bay and Washington, football experience party at the Mecca, hosted by yours truly. Come on out. Grand prizes uh, given out courtesy of Waukesha Sports Cards, who have Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton signing autographs coming up on Saturday. So make sure you head out there for that. Miller Lite prizes courtesy uh, of Miller Lite, obviously throughout the game with trivia questions. Three levels this place is. Luxury boxes on the third level, the whole other bar area. Mezzanine level, which is awesome. Great view of the huge TV, a 42-foot-wide ultra-high-definition screen TV surrounded by nine other big screen TVs. The food, their menu has been created by a team of talented chefs that elevate sports bar fare to a whole new level. It's the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. Call ahead, reserve your seats now. Located in the Deer District, across from the Serve Forum. Check them out at themeccamke.com. And don't forget... Book your holiday party today. Open for lunch weekdays at 11 a.m. Our thanks to Allstate Insurance Brothers Consolidated Heating and Air Conditioning Young Express. Just wrapped up their matching gift hour of the 3 o'clock hour. And Rocky Rococo's Pizza and Pasta for helping us out here at the 13th Annual WSSP Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robin's Nest. 
now entering the Bears Sunroom Studios. He'll be with us next. Harris Tour, owner of your Milwaukee Admirals and, and Milwaukee boss. Brewers, and my boss. So I'll get an evaluation for him next here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.